Welcome to the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. Welcome to another episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. I am here today with Karima Namuch from Karima Creative, and she has been dubbed the fairy godmother of websites. Um, But what she, and I'll let her explain what she does, but she is a branding and website designer for small businesses, everything from photographers, real estate agents, um, coaches, consultants, and everything in between. So she is here to tell us a little bit about um, how she got started, tips for how we can leverage social media, and then tips from a branding expert. So we're not only using these platforms, but we're showing up looking like a pro. So welcome, Karima. I'm excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here and talk to your awesome audience. So I know you've been called the fairy godmother of website design, (laughs) but how do you describe what you do to people? what you do for people. Yes. So I tell everyone that essentially I'm just creating a visual identity for a brand that is already there. I'm just kind of helping people bring it to life through images and photos and layout um, of what is already in them and true to them and who they are. Okay. I love that. And we're going to get into some of those like nitty gritty tips in a few minutes, but I want to start off because you know, we all sometimes think we're the only ones who don't have like this straight line of success <laughs> path. And we think that like, oh, we've like gone through all these things and um, we haven't found the right thing or we haven't gotten it right. And you have a, um, a kind of a twisty, curvy path that led you to what you're doing now. And I wanted to talk about that just as an example of some of the, the things you've gone through that maybe didn't work out, but have led you to where you are now. So would you be willing to share a little bit of, of how you got started with us? Yes, absolutely. And it's so funny because it's something that I was actually like ashamed to share until recently because I was like, I have to get to a certain level of success before I can own the story. And I wish I didn't do that because I think that's, that's what people connect to. And that's the beautiful part of this journey. But, um, a lot of people know that I've just recently kind of Um, in the last few months become open about how I got fired from my first job because it was something that I was so ashamed of. And I was so like worried. I was like, will clients think that I am a failure if I tell people this? Um, And then I realized that, you know, I got fired because I wasn't living my truth or what I was passionate about. And so right after college, I got a job. I was writing for a few national magazines. Sarah and I actually worked together. That's how we met. Um, And it was just a job that I didn't feel fully fulfilled in. And I remember that I went into the office one day and I got fired. And the reason was that they could tell I wasn't fully happy. Um, And that's because, you know, I wasn't 
wasn't doing what I loved, wasn't doing what I was meant to do. And so I started a few blogs and I remember one was called Mindful and Messy. And I was like, I'm going to be a blogger who blogs about mindfulness and yoga and the messy parts of life. Um, I created a logo for it. It was like pink and watercolor. It's so not me now, but it's so funny because that was like step one. I bought that domain. And then I was like, you know what? I actually want to be a travel blogger. And I bought the domain a little unsettled. And I started blogging about like all my travels and tips. And I put so much time and energy into it. And I was like, I don't really like doing this. I don't want to be a travel blogger. Um, and so just by kind of, you know, exploring some like creative outlets, I was like, I really like design. And I'd taken a few design like classes in college, but definitely would not have called myself a designer. One of my best friends has her master's in design. And I remember like not even wanting to share something on social media because I was like, she's going to think I'm the biggest fraud. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And so, yeah, it took, it took a few trial and error, like ideas and businesses until I decided, okay, like I'm going to do this. I was in a marketing role with healthcare and I again felt unfulfilled and I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not good at being an employee? And, and then I decided to just go for it. And I hired a business coach. I spent thousands of dollars before I hadn't even made like a penny in my business because I needed someone to just tell me what to do. Um, and I started and it was slow and it just gradually picked up and yeah, it just, it didn't happen overnight. Um, that's for sure. And it's been about like two and a half years in the making now. So Oh, so good. And you know what? I love that you shared that um, you felt like a fraud because you didn't have a master's degree in design. And I feel like so many people feel like, oh, I'm not certified in this, or I need to be certified before I can talk about it, or I need to take this course or whatever. And it's like, if you have the talent um, and the experience, like you are qualified. So I love that you shared that. And um, yes, Prima and I did work together and I'm so glad that I'm that that job maybe didn't work out for either one of us, but it did bring us together. And I will also share Karima. I don't know if you remember this, but I also had a twisty curvy path and I thought I wanted to sell products on Amazon. And so Karima and I met up for coffee one day and she made a logo for my Amazon business that really is no longer in existence, but she's been designing logos for a while. Um, yes. And I think it's important to know that like you do get clarity by action. And so it's one of those things to just start. And I know people say it all the time, but just like continue to create. And I used to stress over the smallest things like what's my design style? What's my business name going to be? What's my website going to look like? And, and it changes. And that's part of the process. And my style when I started is not my style now. And you don't really figure it out until you start creating. And I tell everyone like starting a business is kind of like dating, right? You have to like kiss a few frogs before you find your Prince Charming. And that's kind of how it is with starting a business. You have to explore some passions and just continue to take action. And then it's going to kind of click and you're going to be like, this is what I'm meant to do. Oh, Karima, the kissing a frogs analogy is so good. So good. And, and you're so right in that it's so hard just to sit at your desk and think about 
what you want to do because no amount of thinking will give you that, that clarity because like you did with your travel blog, like thinking that you want to start a travel blog is one thing, but then doing it and then realizing, you know, that just doesn't really feel aligned or exciting with what I actually want to do, but you would have no idea had you not even started. So I love that advice. Okay. So you are crushing it over on Instagram and I know you use a couple other social media platforms that I want to get into talking about how let's start specifically with Instagram, how you're using Instagram for your business. Yes. Um, so it's really funny because I, I so have always loved Instagram, but I never thought that it was actually what was going to make me money and get me paid. And then I checked my like CRM. I use HoneyBook just for like my client relationship, um, like software. And I was like, where are all my leads coming from? And Instagram is actually the highest. And it's really funny because I never ever would have expected that. But I think the biggest thing is that you have to just show up consistently. And I was actually speaking on a panel the other day for some real estate agents on Instagram tips and someone, you know, had an opinion that did not agree with that. And she was like, I don't think you should show up unless you feel good, unless you have these perfect like images, but in like this great content because content is king. And I'm like, look, like, there have been some days I post a picture of a plant and I'm like, put the caption as growth just because I don't feel inspired to say anything else, you know, like, and I, I'm not saying that's a best practice or something that you should do, but I do think that Instagram and any social media has to be a disciplined practice. And it's kind of like saying, I'm not going to go to the gym unless I beat my, you know, past 10, you know, running times or I'm not going to eat healthy unless I become like a great chef overnight. I'm like, no, you take baby steps. You show up to the gym every day and you, you know, start by cutting sugar out of your diet. And those baby steps is what gets you the great results. So you have the confidence to show up. You have the confidence to run five miles. And, and I think that it just really is showing that it's a disciplined practice. I still have to write it on my schedule every day. And I have to like, make that time to make sure that I go and do it. Okay. And that is so good because it's not like one post, like one pretty post is going to have your website crash because of all the people that saw it. It is like the sum of your total efforts. So showing up consistently, even if it is just a, a plant, um, every now and then I think is, is, is really the important thing is just the, the showing up, the showing up. And who did I see? I think it was Marie Forleo that said something recently about like showing up and doing the things, even when you don't feel like it. And I don't think she was talking about like neglecting your self care, but it's just like, you're exactly what you're saying, Karima. It's just like those little things over time. It's like, nobody sees the basketball player going to practice. You know, we see the games, we see the highlights mm -hmm. and it's like, a little, these little examples of like what you're saying, this little, just getting on stories, even when you don't feel like it or sharing a post. Um, what, what else do you feel like? Because I, I think that you are standing out with what you're doing on Instagram. You're getting a lot of engagement. Um, it seems like you're making a lot of connections, meaningful connections with people. Obviously you're getting leads. 
what do you think maybe you're doing differently or you're, what you're doing is how, what are, what are you doing that's working for you? So I do things differently and I don't think there's a wrong way to do it here, but I know that some people really like to plan out content, which I'm so for, right? Like, especially if you know that you can't, you know, if you wouldn't sit down daily and post something, then it's so good to have a plan. And I think that's amazing and it works for a lot of people. But I realized that that wasn't necessarily working for me just because I am very big on posting about like the truth of how I feel that day. And a lot of people that follow me know that I talk a lot about like mental health and self-care and, you know, my anxiety and OCD and everything is something that I really struggle with, especially as a business owner. I feel like it's amplified. And so I do something where every morning, um, Monday through Friday, when I'm having my coffee, I sit and I journal and then I'm like, what is, what is present for me today? And then I make a post about that. And a lot of times it's kind of, sometimes I worry, I'm like, am I being too negative? Because a lot of times it is about my anxiety or how I'm in a really, in a moment in my life that should be very happy, but I'm anxious or I'm worried. And then a lot of times it's about business or something I've recently created. And every morning I just ask myself, what's inspiring me today that I want to share? Um, and so that's kind of what I do. And I think that it really has helped just because I feel like every day I'm posting something that is relevant to me and that I want to talk about and that I want to engage with and I want to show up on my stories with. Mm, so good. And such a good reminder that there is no one way to do something. And um, I think that you do a really great job of mixing personal like being vulnerable, sharing some of those things, like getting fired. Um, I think you shared something like that recently. And then also, so people can really like relate to you, feel like they connected to you, but then you also weave in really well the business part of it. So like your designs, the things you're working on. And I love it when you get people involved and are like, here's something I created. Here's the, some options. Like, do you like this one or this one? And so it gets people to not only see your work, but also talk back to you, which I think has been, um, which is always nice to create that, that engagement and that, that community feel. Yes. And people, I mean, you, I, everybody listening to this, everybody in the world is craving connection, you know, and not like sleazy connection, but true connection. Like people want to know, like people have questions and they just want to know that you value your, like their opinion. So just the simple, like call to action or the simple invitation to allow them to comment and knowing that you want them to can make a huge difference. And I used to always see those posts and be like, oh, no one's going to ever want to put their input in. No one cares what I'm doing. And then I just kept doing it. And that's how I've created so many amazing friendships and gotten clients. It's because I'm just creating connection in an easy way. I'm inviting people to share their opinion, share what they think with me. And that has made all of the difference. And another thing that I think you've done really well or been able to do with this is connect with other peers, collaborations, clients. And then also, I know you've been on a couple of podcasts yourself um, outside of just this one. And I think that's helpful when you're looking for those like PR opportunities to have a place where people can go to learn more about you. And you're showing up like the real you and you're sharing value connection 
um, and your work so that people get a really great sense of, okay, what would it be like to have her in on this podcast or to have her in on this panel or to come speak, um, which I know is something else a lot of people are looking to do this year is to get more, um, get in front of people in, in those type of like thought leadership ways. Yes. And I think it's important to know too, that when people are coming to you, it's never one thing, right? It's never just your website. It's never just your Instagram. It's never just your, your business posts one time. It's, I mean, I know, you know, about like touch points and sales and how they have to see something X amount of times. And I actually started asking the question, you know, people will inquire through my website and they've found me through, um, you know, like a client's website or through Google or whatever. But then when I, I started asking the question, why do you want to work with me? And I swear 90% of the time it's because they say that they like my voice on Instagram or they like that I share photos or that they love the photos of me and my dog and they love my work and my portfolio. And it's always something personal. It's never just business. And so business gets them there and that's the hook. And then you really reel them in by showing that, like, who are you? What makes you different? Because at the end of the day, there are millions of logo designers and there are so many people that could do the job and do it well, but they choose me because of who I am. And I show that through social media. Mm, so good, Karima, because that that's another big thing that it's like, oh, well, why would somebody want to work with me? Like there's a million health coaches out there or dating coaches or whatever. And it's like exactly what you're saying. Not everybody may be your ideal client, but the people who are have an opportunity to find you and connect with you when you do open up a little bit and share your personality um, and getting clear on like, you know, some people are really fun and bright colors and make jokes and cuss and you can be anything, but it's like just being yourself is going to get you those clients that you actually enjoy working with and that enjoy working with you too. So um, the other thing that I was going to ask you about that people sometimes, um, I guess, question about is you're talking about, you know, writing in your journal every day to come up with something to say. Um, talk to me a little bit about like your story strategy. How do you, how do you show up on your Instagram stories? Yes. Yeah, so I, I like to show, so I think of Instagram as kind of like, I know it's very cheesy to say, but as my legacy, right? And I like to look back on the year or the month and remember what was happening for me. I like to see that, okay, last November, I was going through a really hard time and struggling with this. But then in December, I like up leveled and I feel like I was just like thriving. And I like to look back at my life like a story. And I love to go through my Instagram stories and look at the memories and the places I traveled and kind of like the year in review. And so instead of thinking of it as like, a, oh, I have to post something today or, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is something I have to do to post it on my stories. I think, what would I like to remember I was doing today a year ago, you know, or a year later? Like, do I want to see that I was playing with my dogs in the park? Do I want to see that I just bought this house and I was decorating my dining room? And that's fun for me. So I think of what I would want to see 
And I also keep notes of what other people post that I love. I love when I see that you and Isaiah go and do things and like his funny, his funny dance moves. I love seeing that. And that's a connection point for me. And I love when people share behind the scenes of their home or, you know, renovation projects, I'm automatically intrigued and connected. So I think it's just thinking of what do you like to see and what do you want to remember? Oh, that's so good. And, and, um, yeah, thinking about what you like to see is such a great tip, Karima, because it's like, yeah, you know, we forget that. Like we forget we're also in our follower shoes as a follower for somebody else. So it's like, what is it, what, what kind of stuff do we like and how can we also make it fun for us? Because I think that that is the way to show up consistently is if you figure out a way that makes it fun. Right. Makes and it, like, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I know one of my favorite things people even do is like the daily to-do list. Like they post like what they're doing today. And yes. I don't know why, but I love those so much because I'm like, oh, I know exactly what your day looks like. Like you have two phone calls today and you're also working on your 2020 vision board. Like that's so cool. I can't wait to see it. It makes me feel like I'm a part of your life instead of just showing up like, inconsistently with randomly just like a cup of coffee and I'm like, oh, they're drinking coffee. Cool. I'm like, oh, they're creating a vision board or, oh, they're traveling to Florida to see some friends or whatever that looks like. It's like your part, they're taking you on a journey with them. Uh, okay. So since we have you here, the, the design queen, what are some of your tips that you share with your clients or that, and that you could share with us here for, making content creation easier. Um, cause I know you have like a bucket strategy and then, um, just, you know, any, any apps, any resources, tools that you use to like make yourself, make your photos, um, make your content easier to put out. Yes. So as far, I love action items. I'm an action items person. So just to give some like tangible stuff, I think that the number one thing is to think of, and I've always said this, like multiple categories. I always choose five, but that's totally up to whoever's doing it of things that you like to talk about. And so people know me. I love to talk about, you know, mental health and self-care. I love to talk about my home and interior design. I love to talk about brands and websites. I love to talk about traveling and I love to talk about, um, my relationship and my partner. And so those have, and those have pivoted from the last year where they were very different because I was single and I was living in a downtown apartment that I couldn't renovate. And so just figure out five things that you love. It might be you know, your son or daughter or family, or it might be the same as interior design. It might be baking. It might be self-care. It might be thrifting, whatever that looks like. Just know there are no rules, but you can kind of pick through those categories when you don't know what to talk about. And they're still on brand. You're not overwhelming people. People aren't saying like, oh, Karima's a web designer. Why is she posting photos of her home? They're saying, oh, Karima's a web designer who loves interior design. It goes hand in hand because she's a creative. I love seeing photos of her home because it's kind of like seeing pictures of her designs. And that's, it's automatically, it's all connected in one way or another, regardless of what you pick, you know? And yes. So 
yeah. And I think that's important to realize, like you can't mess up. There are no rules. So just pick five categories that you can dig deep into. Um, I love to use, I just, most of my photos are iPhone photos. It's actually funny. The other day on my story, I posted like the highest engaging photos I've had. I looked at all the numbers and they were all iPhone photos. Like two of them were mirror pics. And so don't use not having like professional photos or this crazy, amazing, like, you know, whatever, like camera roll to stop you from showing up. Just use the photos you have. Um, I always use ViscoCam to edit them. It's super, super cheap for the subscription. I think it's like $1.99 or something. I don't know, actually, but I've had it so long, I couldn't tell you. Um, but I use the A4 filter and I edit all my photos that way. And then occasionally I throw some like professional ones in the mix, but I don't, you know, only use professional photos because there's not a photographer following me around and all the amazing moments I want to share. Um, and then, yeah, I think it's just kind of like not giving yourself any excuse to not show up, you know? Totally, totally, totally. And that's interesting that when you looked that your iPhone photos, like were the most engaged with or most like, um, photos in your feed. And that's something else to consider too, is to make sure that you're checking those insights to see what people are resonating with, because what you think might be like polished and perfect might not be the things that people are really resonating with. It might just be those like off the cuff photos. Maybe you throw a filter on them. Um, and then some of the, that story content that Karima was talking about earlier, because people can really relate to that. They might be able to see themselves in that. Um, and just tr being willing to try some things, I think is, is kind of the biggest lesson here to see what works and what you enjoy doing. Yes. And I think I like to look at business as an experiment, you know, and I think that it's so helpful. And I tell people, my clients, I tell my friends, I tell anyone like not even in entrepreneurship, but just life, like there are no rules here. Like you don't, there are, there are guidelines, there are people who've done it before, but like make it your own and have fun with it. You can, you can take social media and make it to the point that you're excited about it because you are having fun with it. Um, and I think that's so important because I used to try to put myself in a box and I was even recently, I have a business coach and I was talking to her and I was like, should I use my old Instagram account to post, you know, home renovations and stuff, but I kind of want it all to be in one place. And she was like, I think, you know, the answer, it's what you want to do. And I was like, that's so true. Like there really are no rules here. Oh, that, that is so true. And that goes back to like, not just one thing works for somebody because I want to also, I want to, this is maybe a great place to shift for just a moment to talk about Pinterest. Cause I know you've been also using Pinterest with some, some success, getting people to your website. And the thing is, uh, you know, that not, you know, maybe Instagram isn't your thing or maybe Pinterest isn't your thing, but it's like, you really like Facebook groups and that's okay. Like there are literally no rules. It's going back to that. What are you, what do you enjoy doing? Because then you'll actually do it. Um, I had a physical therapist tell me that she always shares in her presentations. Like people are always like, what's the best exercise for weight loss or the best exercise for strength or whatever it might be. And she's like, literally every time my answer is the one that you will do because she's like, yes. I can recommend <laughs> all, you know, I can recommend running I can recommend all this stuff, but it's like, if you're not going to do it, it doesn't matter. So that's kind of very applicable, I think, to what we're talking about too. So 
Okay. So you have, you have Instagram in your marketing ecosystem, and then you also have Pinterest. How are you using Pinterest right now? Pinterest is amazing. I love Pinterest so much. So I mostly use it for traffic to my blog and traffic to my website. And it has been, it has been incredible to watch like the results. Two of my very favorite clients that I have that have been my biggest clients have come from Pinterest, but it's funny because they came, they found me on Pinterest, then they followed me on Instagram. And then like three months later, they become my clients. So I think it's important too, to note that like, just because you're posting on Instagram every day or because you're showing up and doing all the things doesn't mean that people are going to run immediately because they might not need you right now but you're showing up. And then when they do need you, you're the first person they think about. So that's just something on the side. But I, um, I use Pinterest. I post all my blogs on there. I post my designs on there and it's just creating content again, consistently. And it makes me feel accountable to show up. And the blog posts that haven't even taken a long time, sometimes like 15 or 20 minutes to write on, you know, how to get out of a creative rut or how to use Instagram filters or whatever that looks like have been, I mean, I'm almost at a million views on Pinterest just because of those blog posts and they drive like 3000 unique visitors to my site a month. And so Pinterest is amazing for kind of planting the seed and getting people to find you and either going to your website or your Instagram feed or the other place that you can kind of nurture them. Wow. Okay. That is incredible. And I like that you said like this all works together. So it's not just one thing. It's like all these little things, these little touch points, like Karima was talking about earlier when it's that it's, that's going to get people to find you and then also like build that relationship. So, um, any, any quick tips, any resources, tools, things to think about if somebody's interested in getting started with Pinterest? Yeah. So definitely utilize Canva. Like they have pre-made Pinterest templates that you can just plop your photos into um, and use those just because Pinterest is a visual platform. It's a visual search engine is what I like to call it. So get creative. Don't spend too much time on that. I set a timer when I'm designing something because designing things for yourself is really, really hard. Um, I go into like analysis paralysis immediately. And so I literally set a timer on my phone or computer for five minutes. I let myself design something for five minutes. It might be the most simple, most basic, most whatever thing that doesn't show my skills as a designer, but it's done. <laughs> so I give myself five minutes. I put it out in the world. And then if you do that consistently, it'll just be a habit. Um, so I use Tailwind for scheduling my pins and I join like group boards. I just kind of, honestly, I don't really have like an amazing strategy behind it. It's just every morning I post five things on Tailwind and I schedule them throughout the day. And I do that every day. Oh, okay. So going back to consistency, um, and it sounds like, and I've heard this advice before and I love it. It's like, you're creating before you're consuming. So you're like making sure these things that you want to get out are getting out before you take a moment to consume and scroll, which then could, could derail you. And I know it does sometimes. Um, so I love that. I love that you do that. Any other best practices around social media, creating content in general that you'd like to share? 
So one thing that I have told a client to do when she was really hesitant that was actually wonderful was to, if you're feeling really stuck on any sort of creation, just take a notepad and write down 25 ideas with like photos. And so she couldn't afford a photographer. She was very new in business. And she was like, look, like I want these photos, but I don't have anything to share. She was having really like grainy photos of just like the sky. She would go outside and take a photo of the clouds and be like, can I share this? I was like, I mean, you can, but let's, let's come up with some ideas. And so we sat there and we created like a Google doc and it was just 25 like photo ideas. And post with them. And so I literally watched her just type out this Google doc and she was like a photo of me on my desk, like, you know, sitting with my legs crossed, a photo of me writing in my notebook, a photo that's like a flat lay of my favorite books. And she had 25, you know, days worth of content just from like an hour spent in her apartment with her self timer. And she was propping her self timer up on like books with a water bottle in the back so it didn't fall down and she got these beautiful photos like high engaging photos without spending hundreds of dollars without coming up with a crazy strategy but just having something to pick from will make posting so much easier Oh, that is such a good one, Karima. That is so good. So easy, so low cost. Um like you're saying and it's just sitting down to take the time to like to come up with those ideas and knock them out. The other thing that I want to ask, um, before we, we start to wrap up is, you know, I, I talk a lot about, um, you know, using Instagram specifically stories to share your behind the scenes. And sometimes when it comes to like having this online business where maybe you're a coach or you have digital products, it's like, what do I share behind the scenes. Like I'm at my desk all day. Like, it's not like I'm unwrapping a box of product and stocking it and can show that. What, what are some of your, you do a great job of this. What are some of your behind the scene tips for getting something, uh, for getting things that, you know, show what you're doing, but aren't just like your, your laptop every day? Yeah. And so I think it's just like remembering that the ordinary moments are the things that people connect to. And so I've been going to Lowe's a lot lately. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I just posted a photo of Lowe's the other day. And I was like, I'm always here. And I swear 40 people responded to it. And they're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like my husband always drags me there. Or yes, I spend so much money at Lowe's. Or I mean, it was insane. Like it was one of my highest engaging stories for the month was a photo of the Lowe's sign. And I think that it's just remembering that like your stories don't need to be perfect and curated. Like they can be just real time moments. You can just take a second and show like, Hey, you know, here's this new plant I got and chat about questions you have and ask, ask your audience stuff. Like the other day I was looking at paint colors and I was like, how do people decide between these grays? Like they all look the same. And so many people responded and were like, you know, I chose this gray for my house. I love it. Um, and I was just like, wow, like creating these connection points with just the everyday moments, even if you feel like, oh, maybe this isn't related to business. It is. It's all related. Um, I also love to do the Q&A. Like I love to ask my audience questions and I love them to ask me questions. I love to do polls. I love to do things that are like, you know, five things that you might not know about me. And I think just showing up and remembering that 
the most ordinary moments are still planting the seed for someone that follows you is, is big. Ah, uh, okay. I keep saying this. So like, so good. And that is so, so true. Um, like even I just, I posted a, um, a photo of my candle today called, um, astrological storming. It smells like full moon and <laughs> mercury and retrograde. And I had like five comments just from that. Like as soon as I posted it, um, saying that that sounds like an awesome candle and it's like, it's just sitting on my desk. So there might be those little things like exactly what you're saying, um, that get the most engagement that people feel the most connected to versus like a perfectly created image in Canva or something like that. So such a great tip just to kind of be on the, on the lookout for all these little pieces. Maybe it's your favorite coffee mug. Maybe it's the flowers. Maybe it's a tree outside, yes. like all that. Yes. Stuff. Yeah. Someone actually messaged me just as a super quick example. She messaged me yesterday because I posted a picture of my living room and was like, where did you get those scrolls from? Because I got like some Amazon scrolls. I sent her the Amazon link and she was like, oh my gosh, love it. I can't stop creeping on your feed. I actually have been looking for a brand and web designer. I feel like you might be the right person. Where can I inquire? And I was like, posting a picture of my living room just got me a new lead. You know, like you never know where it's going to come from. Oh, that's so, so, so good. And I think such, um, kind of helps with the argument that people don't care like what we're eating for breakfast or like what we're, we're doing in our day to day. If they're following us for business reasons, they do care. And those little right. things can, yeah, can get our, the, their attention. And again, just make you feel like connected, like you're a person, not just a logo or like a pretty stock photos or motivational quotes. It's like you are a real person. And so going through like a website design, um, or branding creation, it's like an intimate process. Like you're going to be working with somebody for a while. And so it's like, I want to make sure that I actually like that person in addition to them being good at what they do. And I think you do such a good job of that. Thank you. So, okay. So to, so to wrap it up, um, are there any other, just overall like branding tips, best practices, anything else about social media that you want to share that, that would help us consider this episode complete? So I think my very, very final tip with everything I've said, just to piggyback off that is to write it in your calendar. You know, like instead of just dreaming, like or hearing this episode or hearing any of your other episodes with these wonderful, like, you know, experts, instead of just saying like, that's a good thing to note, write it down to do it today, write it down in your schedule to take, you know, an hour out of your day and take some photos of things around your house for content or take an hour to, you know, edit your photos that you already have and figure out how you can repurpose them. Um, and again, I think it all goes back to discipline practice. And I know that if it's not literally on my to-do list, I will never do it. It'll be an idea. And so even if you just write it down to do on, you know, next week or whatever, just put it somewhere today that you're going to do X, Y, and Z that you've taken away from any episode, any tip. And this goes for, you know, whatever you're consuming anytime. Um, because so many people scroll and they listen and they get all this amazing advice and then they wonder why things aren't working and it's because you're not implementing it. So take time to implement things. Mm, that's a powerful tip and such a good one to end on. Now, speaking of making things happen, I know that there's a lot that could be on your calendar with just social media alone. You have a shop 
that actually has some things that can maybe take some of those to-do items off people's calendar, or at least make things easier to help them check those off. Tell us a little bit about how you help people, where people can find out more about you and, and, and um, maybe get some of these resources to make their social media lives easier. Yes. So I have a shop and I do things that are industry specific, um, which is kind of different instead of just like, you know, boho theme templates. I'm like, look, these are for real estate agents. These are for coaches. I'm coming out with more. Um, and if you're, you know, listening, my website is karimacreative.com and I have a shop page and with the code, um, Sarah Lynn, you can save 50% on the templates and kind of just get a kickstart to having something to show up with that you feel good about. Oh, so fun. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And I have used a lot of your templates before and I love that they're specific and I, it's nice. Yes. Like Canva is a great resource, but it's nice that, you know, you tend to see some of the same templates over and over again, the color just might be changed. And with these, you're able to come up with something original and share something maybe that other people aren't seeing on a regular basis by having your own, um, niche social media templates, which I love. So awesome. And thank you for the generous offer, Karima. Um, well, this has been so fun. And not only has it been fun, it has been jam packed with uh, resources, tips, advice. I am loving it all. Of course, we're going to want to follow you on Instagram. What is your Instagram handle? Yes, that is at karima.creative because karima.creative without the dot was taken, obviously. <laughs> I know you got to get creative sometimes with these, with these names. Right. Okay. Well, with that, I know that Krima would love to hear from you on what stood out to you, any actions that you took from hearing from her. So absolutely be sure and connect with her and not only connect with her, but drop her a line and let her know what you've got from this episode. I know it would mean the world to her. Um, and with that, Krima, we will see you over on Instagram. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Before you go, I have two quick things I want to make sure that you don't miss out on. The first one is being a part of the Social Scholar Study Group, which is a private Facebook group where we're hanging out, looking at behind the scenes. You're getting additional bonus content. You're able to connect with the other listeners and have network opportunities. And occasionally when it works out, we're going to bring back our podcast guests for live interviews to share additional information with us to get your questions answered. So we're going to have a lot of fun over there as well as a ton of value. So be sure and join us in the link below in the show notes. And then secondly, um, I'm learning very quickly that reviews are important for getting the podcast found, reaching other people, helping them help other people by the content. Um, and the, the guest experts and experiences that they're sharing. And so I would love it. It would just mean the world to me if you would take time to leave a review and in exchange, for that time and energy and effort, because I know you are busy, I'm going to give you the Selling on Social Roadmap as well as the um, social media content launch blueprint, which basically is four weeks of content leading up to your launch so that by the time you're ready to talk about your offer in that week four, people are knowing you, they're liking you, they're trusting you, and they're ready and excited to buy whatever it is you're selling. So you'll get both of those. Just shoot me an email once you've left a review at hello at Sarah Lynn Co. 
www.selfcoachingmama.com. Let me know you've left a review and I will get you your selling on social goodies over to you. Until the next episode, I will see you around social media.